the most delightfully fascinating character in the realms of mystery, Charlie Chan. investigation of the murder of Ellen Landini at Pineview, Charlie Chan, the Honolulu detective, has been faced with the problem of too many people who, in their own minds, had sufficient reason to kill Landini. However, in reading the galley proofs of Landini's autobiography, Inspector Chan has found something which, to him, seems to point definitely to the murderer. The inspector is in the living room, talking to old Sam Holt, the sheriff's father, while in the study, Dudley Ward, owner of Pineview, sits before the fire talking to Louis Romano. What else uh, did they say? Uh, and what else did they wish to know, Mr. Romano? It is uh, very hard to say, uh, Mr. Ward. Uh, you see, they seem to be trying to prove uh, that Ah Singh is the one who killed Ellen. Ah Singh wouldn't do a thing like that, Romano. Ah, <laughs> Mr. Ward, I do not know. I, I know that I do not kill her. I do not think uh, Mr. Ryder do so. I cannot think of it to you. Thank you, Romano. I have my own ideas. But you interest me considerably. You say that they definitely proved that our thing did appear with a blanket, and then a few moments afterward, he was seen without it? Of oh, that there can be no doubt, Mr. Ward. It is as plain as, uh, what do you call, uh, the nose under the face. I wonder what explanation our thing could give of that. In fact... I wonder if they ever questioned him on that point. I... I shall have to ask our thing. But... Yeah, but then I... I don't like to interfere with Mr. Chan's investigations. You understand, Mr. Romano? Oh, but yes, of course. Me too. I do not say one word more than I have to. Every time I open my mouth, I feel that it means making the stay in this miserable place. Oh, you pardon me, Mr. Ward. Your home is delightful. But I think of the continent. I should be there. Yes, of course. Spending Landini's money. And why not? I teach her to sing. I am half a partner in that glorious voice. I give her what you call the opportunity. Why then should I not receive some of her money? From that point of view, perhaps, Romano, you are quite correct. At least you encouraged her in her desire for a career. I, well, I did not. Ah, yes, some time when, when she was in uh, what I call a pensive mood, she'd tell me of her life with, uh, with uh, uh, well, uh, here at the fine of you. Mention me, did she? Oh, yes, senor, but never in anything about the very highest of a terms. That was kind of her. I, I tell John Ryder sometimes 
were all inclined to judge Ellen too harshly. She, well, she really belonged in a different kind of world. May I help you, Mr. Holt? Uh, yes, uh, thanks, Miss Chan. Ah, see, Mr. Ward, <laughs> Mr. Romano sitting before study fire. I was getting up to leave, Mr. Chan. Please do not. Really, you are welcome indeed to remain to listen to our discussion. <laughs> Come over to fire, Miss Beaton. Yes, oh, Miss Beaton, take my chair. Oh, I wouldn't think of it, Mr. Ward. But really, I'm going with, uh, well, to be frank, with the number of guests we have at Pine View, I do have to assist Mrs. O'Farrell, Ossing, and Cecile with the arrangements. Yes, quite a few years, Dudley, since there were parties this size at Pine View. Yes, Sam. Not, in fact, since dawn here was about the height of that table. <laughs> Yeah, we kids used to have grand times up here. How are you progressing, Mr. Chan, in the matter of the solution of the murder? Splendidly, Mr. Ward. In fact, I have promised Sheriff that within 24 hours we shall have murderer of Madame Landini under arrest. Uh, uh, well, I'm certainly glad to hear that. Yes, I thought you would, Mr. Ward. This has been severe strain upon you. A house full of people when you wished most to be alone. Oh, that's nothing, Mr. Chan. I'm glad for your sake and Don's that you are so close to a solution. I suppose it's, well, impossible even for me to ask So who... sorry, yes, Mr. Ward. Matter of routine. You understand? Some chance word and... Quite. I thoroughly understand, Mr. Chan. You are very quiet, Mr. Romano. Me? Oh, oh, oh me. I, I have been in what you call a hold of force before you come into study. I tell him, Mr. Ward, that every time I... <laughs> Romano says that every time he advances a suggestion, he seems to, well, upset the apple cart, prolong the investigation. Ah, but no, Mr. Romano has been most helpful. He should have no feelings of such nature. Well, I'll go downstairs and leave you to your discussions. You coming, Mr. Romano? Uh, yes, Mr. Ward. I think I shall. Perhaps uh, play piano for a short time, and then, uh, well, uh, nothing but a bed here in this place. <laughs> if you require anything, send for me, Mr. Chan. Most assuredly, Mr. Ward. Sheriff, Mr. Holt, Miss Beaton, the solution of the murder of Madame Landini is within touch of our fingertips. What, what was that you said? I'm serious, Sheriff. Man labors for days for success. And in the end, success is thrown from most unexpected source into his hand. Now, darn, Mr. Chen, I ain't never seen you excited before. It must be important. Sit down and speak. Yes, Inspector. And listen carefully as Sheriff reads from last chapter of Landini's book. Hmm? Here, Sheriff. Galley 110. First paragraph of chapter 28, Sheriff. Where? Oh, oh yes. Where it says, after my marvelously? Uh, correct, Sheriff. Read, please. But first. And make certain door is tightly closed. No one but ourselves must know. I won't say a word, Mr. Jones. After my marvelously successful season in Berlin, I came for a rest to Stressa on lovely Lago... Lago... Say, what is this language, anyway? It is Italian. Lago Maggiore. Second highest of the Italian lakes, I believe. Uh, Read on. Lago Maggiore. It is here on a balcony of the Grand Hotel... It is more Italian that I write the concluding chapters of my book. Where could I have found a more delightfully beautiful setting? I gaze in turn at the aquamarine waters, the fierce blue sky, and the snow-capped Alps. Not far away, I am enraptured by Isola Bella, with its fantastic palace, its green terraces of orange and lemon trees rising a hundred feet above the lake. 
The thing that has always made life worthwhile for me is color, plenty of color, in personality, in music, in scenery. I have pitied many people in my time, but none more so than one I knew who was colorblind. I the Lord Harry. Colorblind, a poor, luckless soul to whom all this gorgeous beauty would seem a mere monotonous prospect of dull gray. Lake, mountains, trees, sky, all the same. What a tragedy. Colorblind. Colorblind? Precisely. A person who sent for a green scarf comes back with a pink one. A poor, luckless soul who, having murdered Landini and desiring to give semblance of order to death, places on yellow box the crimson lid and on crimson box the yellow lid. But who? Did the book say who? So far, I've found person not named. But from tone in writing, I am justified, I think, in saying one who was very close to Landini. I, I should think so. And that leaves... It leaves my brother Hugh and me out of the list of suspects. Correct, Miss Beaton. Provided your brother had not met Landini before she went to Lago Maggiore. Oh, I know he hadn't. Landini hasn't been out of the United States since she met you. Now the job is which? Who among the group? Ireland, Cecile, Arsene, Ryder, Ward, and Romano. My dear Sheriff, do not worry. All things are more easily found by man who knows for what he is looking. We now know for whom we look. We shall be on watch every minute. And when we find him, remember it must be in such manner that evidence is conclusive. Mr. Chan's right. We've got to get that person, but we must prove that that person is colorblind. That shouldn't be so hard. No? We've been living together here in this house a good many days with someone who is colorblind, but neither you nor anyone else seems to have noticed it. Mr. Holt is right. Trapping a person in such manner as to present proof must be done with much care. I go now to my room. I shall peruse contents of book in hope that person somewhere is named in which case murder will be solved. For the present, not one word, not one sign that we have made this discovery. Ah, Mr. Romano, you are retiring to own room? Ah, yes, Mr. Chen. I, uh, I cannot play the billiards day after day, and the piano... Uh, do not tell him, Mr. Ward, but the action is too hard. It is not the kind of piano to which I am accustomed. It is, uh, what do you call, expensive piano, but not good. Oh, you understand. <laughs> the phrase I do not, Mr. Romano. <laughs> but I am not judge of pianos. Uh, me, me I am. This one, it has a great name, but the poof, senor, I do not like it. And that is all. I mentioned to you before, Mr. Romano, that Landini had written books. But yes, I know. Matter of fact, at times I assist her occasionally. Uh, you understand in the writing. Were you by any chance present when last chapter was written? Same was composed, I believe, at Stresser. Alas, no. I was detained at Paris at the time. But you know Stresser? I understand it was beautiful spot. Ah, beautiful, signor. Ah, the word is not enough. Ah, bella, bella stressa is heavenly, is divine. Ah, the lake, the sky, the hills, beloved stressa. But I must not forget it is one of the places to which dear Ellen's money shall take me. I believe uh, I shall have to make a list. Well, uh, good night, uh, Mr. Chan. I shall see you in the morning. Beautiful stressa, the lake, the sky... 
the hill. But not one word about color. So Romano knows Stressa, but does not mention for what Stressa is famous, the color of its Lake Maggiore. After you have heard from your sponsor, Charlie Chan will be with us again. What is your parting thought for tonight? I have been thinking much on matter I brought to Miss Beaton's attention. I said that between friends, too much reproof makes friendship distant. Yes, Mr. Chan? There is another Chinese saying in somewhat similar vein. Though tumultuous crowds acclaim the emperor, there is but one man upon whose word the emperor can rely. It is he who though his head fall for it on the morrow, is friend enough to say it were better done for the doing than for the praise it brought. (laughs) 